Hello, everyone, and welcome to our new podcast segment, Jalali Hall, with myself, Reza Hall, and Maximus Jalali. We both love movies and TV, and uh, whether it's big blockbuster stuff that everyone watches or, you know, small indie things, we, we love it all. Um, and today we're going to have a pretty free-forming conversation where we cover... Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, other Marvel stuff, everything ever all at once, The Northman, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we'll go on a few other kind of freeform tangents, um, and we hope you enjoy. We've been wanting to do this for a while now, and basically we want to talk about a bunch of things we've been wanting to talk about, such as everything everywhere all at once. Films da- specifically. Films specifically. Everywhere everywhere all at once by the Daniels, as well as um, Doctor Strange. We have Doctor Strange took a lot of interesting decisions i guess needless to say we want to talk about those yeah as well as more modern and i mean more recent um introductions such as the obi-wan kenobi show as well as tom cruise and his acting career so yeah what should we start with Reza? i think we gotta talk about dr strange yeah that, okay so it did come out a while ago it did come out we're a while recording ago. this at the end of may and it came out may 5th hope oh. <laughs> it's been like four weeks that that whole experience was crazy and we want because i am you were in New York at the time, and I was in Los Angeles, and we were trying to get tickets. And I, I called. This is like, like a month before it came out. Yeah, I called like three or four theaters, and they couldn't tell me when they were coming out. And then eventually, like one of them finally told me hey, they come out like three a.m. or like five a.m. I don't. It, I don't it was six a.m., but nine a.m. for me. Yeah, so I had to wake up. But I, I mean, I got barely any sleep because I, I, I was staying up so late because we were on spring break at that point, and and I um sorry I had to breathe for a second <laughs> and he was up and they released him like five minutes or like 25 minutes before six actually so like we were it was kind of chaotic um long story short we got we got decent tickets and we ended up watching it twice pretty much because we got so many different shows we got you got how many sets of tickets three yeah ten, yeah technically I got three I yeah. got one <laughs> and we went with two of yours one at universal one at the chinese because one of them was in 3d yeah um we you and me had a very different take on 3d i i actually really enjoyed the 3d and i was more excited than you were to do it <laughs> that's true that's funny yeah because in, initially yeah that's how it was but, but in the final in the final experience you were like i don't know maybe the director didn't want it to be in 3d the director sam Raimi didn't want it to be in 3d well we don't know he did if he didn't want it but we know it wasn't like I don't think it was a priority when they were filming it, as mm-hmm. much as like James Cameron and Avatar. When it comes to that. Oh, yeah. by the way, like we, I got more and more excited to watch in 3D because the Avatar trailer was going to be shown in 3D. Yeah, you, you missed that And I had to get though. popcorn, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so can we can we tell the whole story, Reza? Is that all right? Sure. So, um, so we watched the first one at like 6.15, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I I got to bed at like 1. I didn't barely got any sleep that night. Um, And around like... So we watched that six fifteen. We watched the first show, and it wasn't that great seats. Um, and then we had to go walk out of Universal. It was like a twenty minute walk, I would say. Yeah. We walked like right past like the gate entrance area, and we saw Coyote too. That was pretty funny. What was that like like eight at night? Yeah. Or nine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because the second show was at nine fifteen. Yeah. And we had and to. We take were with um, another twelve year old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and. We ended up taking the subway. We were like, <laughs> you go. Yeah, yeah. We it was a good plan because I don't want to like go off topic too much, but the Metro is, there's one stop between the Universal Theater and the Chinese Theater. It's literally like a two minute ride and it's so efficient 
but you know it was weird because subway in la is kind of sketchy yeah i mean i for one thing that i realized being in that situation the more people you are around the more safe you actually feel despite how weird the people might look and be um and i I think that's because the only reason you would get in trouble is if you were all by yourself and someone could do something to you. But if there's more people around, someone's going to say something. Someone's let's, gonna okay, let's you. talk about the movie. <laughs> anyway. So um, we, went, we got in for the second showing. We were like we were like a couple minutes late. Um, Not even. We were, we were right there. It, it was, we, I you got sat down and like the movie started. I, we were, I think we were getting anxious that we, we wasn't going to start because the yeah. subway took a little longer than usual. Um, um should we talk about our experience with 3D and then get into the movie? Yeah, sure. Um, so what did you think? It was IMAX 3D at the Chinese, so it was the taller aspect ratio, um, and we had to wear bulky 3D glasses. Yes, yeah, so you didn't like to feel the glasses. I think the glasses are like either, you, either it fits you perfectly or it doesn't fit you perfectly. Yeah. And for me, I, I enjoyed it because I feel like it added like layers and depth to it. And the, the way we got much better seats for, for this location um, at the Chinese and whenever like scarlet witch was flying around like there there was like three layers of depth in in it and i thought that was really interesting and cool yeah there was depth um but i feel like when you put the glasses on it kind of makes it's it's weird it makes the screen feel like farther away almost and that's, I the, guess, that's the depth thing that yeah i was telling you about. yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah i don't know i didn't i wouldn't i didn't like it too much i found myself taking my glasses off a lot just to give my eyes a break <laughs> um the, the whole the whole showing was kind of weird because there was a fly that showed up like three or four times and oh yeah just that was crazy on the screen <laughs> so the reason we were talking about how sam raimi maybe didn't want this to be in 3d is because um 3d the modern 3d revolution was started in 2009 with james Cam- james cameron's avatar because he filmed that movie with this new technology in mind where he's like, oh yeah, we're going to get people back into 3D. We're going to get them to wear glasses in the theater and we're going to film this movie with two cameras next to each other having that in mind, mm-hmm. you know, because you have yeah. the, the way 3D works is there's like two images kind of. Yeah. Um, and by making glass, putting on glasses that like put them together, it makes it feel like three dimensional, like, you know, uh, it could come out at you or it could be farther away rather than just a flat screen. Yeah. And, I appreciate that he has that in mind with Avatar, and I think that trailer must have looked beautiful in 3D. It was. But yeah. most studios since then have, like, kind of made it a gimmick and, like, a way to get more money from consumers because you have to pay an extra $5 for the 3D glasses. But what they do is they send the movie through, like, a conversion software mm-hmm. process okay. after they... At most of the movies. This is not the case with Avatar, but with that, movies that like Marvel movies are just filmed regularly the, after the movie comes out, they like artificially produce another image that, huh. to make it to, yeah. And there's a difference. It doesn't look as great. There's not as great an effect so, to that 3d, but I don't know. Some people still like it. But I think you're, what I think you're trying to, what I think you're mean by in retrospective is James Cameron brought back 3d and 3d was really cool and fun. And then a lot of movies were starting to be shown in 3d and then like they're just using it for money it wasn't actually enhancing the experience at all it got too gimmicky and then the overall value of 3d got lowered yes and hopefully james cameron brings it back for another like eight years yeah oh yeah because of the all the because like you and me grew up watching a lot of 3d movies i would say like there were a lot of i used to like it a lot because my dad would like he would get pissed off because he was kind of like you with like the fit and stuff but sometimes they wouldn't clean the glasses as well i was thinking i think it was at the lower end of 3d when it was starting to like have a fallout and it would be like a couple times when he would like get up 
after like five minute increments and always getting <laughs> new glasses because they weren't giving them nice glasses. Oh wait, they have different sizes. It wasn't that. It was like they didn't clean like the lenses properly. It was at it was at ArcLight back in the oh, day. Oh, okay, got it. Um, yeah. Okay, let's talk about the actual movie. Movie. Okay. So no we don't matter have where a, we saw it. Okay, should I? Can I say the director? Like, can I say the directing path of this. Let's let's give context and then recap the movie. Yes, go. Okay. So this is a Sam Raimi movie. Um, did Evil? Did both of the Evil Dead? Did a couple? Did the Spider-Man movies as well? So he has experience. Um, and this movie was scary, and you can definitely feel that Sam Raimi feel in it when it comes to watching this movie, and that really confused viewers. Anyway, um, I'll, we'll get into that stuff later. But usually, the way Marvel goes when it comes to making a movie, they usually have my analogy of it is a puppet. They usually have a puppet that Kevin Feige can. Puppet, As a director, puppet director, puppet director, yeah. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home didn't really have that much of a puppet director. He was just a new guy, kind of. So, but no, John Watts had directed the previous two. Really? I, well, each director has gives some of their own kind of person, or not every director, but a lot of them give their own kind of personality insight. Because John Watts was a big proponent in Homecoming of making it seem like a high school comedy romance movie. I see. He, he wanted to bring that like 80s, high school feel like John Hughes kind of feel to it. Um, so anyway, um, Sam Raimi, it's it's because Marvel usually takes a lot of safe bets when it comes to it. And um, this movie was a risk. And I think in general, audience initially were excited because it's another Marvel movie. But I think a lot of and more... The whole, ca- the whole multiversal aspect of it. The whole multiverse aspect. I think a lot of more casual viewers, they were could have been easily put off by it, um, which is why I gave it three and a half compared to your four on Letterboxd. Right. Um, wait, you wait, you gave it three and a half because of the way it, it alienated some viewers? I, I, I'm What I'm saying is I think the whole idea behind... Like, the movie is, is a conflicting experience when it comes to it. They have these horror aspects and you have these, like, Marvel crowd-pleasing aspects and... I feel like viewers can be very much put off by that and can be confused. I mean, like, for example, there was this one girl in phot- photography class, the most basic girl ever, okay? She is, she like annoys me all the time. Like, she's just obnoxious. And like, she's one of those types of people where, I'm going on a rant right now. I'll be right, I'll be done in like 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> um, she goes and she says, I turned it on for like 15 minutes and I turned it off. It was horrible. Wait, how do you turn it off if it's in a theater? She was like, her, her dad's like some producer oh, or some shit oh, like that. Okay. So like, she, like she's coming from a Privileged. household where Privileged. movies are like very much deeply in and she's just this, couldn't be more basic when it comes to watching movies and films, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and she's like, it was horrible. It sucked. I turned it off. And it's like, when it comes to the more average viewers and the more non-filmophile type viewers, Movies are either amazing or horrible. And Doctor Strange has amazing moments and horrible moments. And it's up to those people to decide which one like strikes them the most when it comes to if it's horrible or, or amazing. And that's that's the thing I'm trying to get across when it comes to it. Talking about there it. There are things in that movie though that are not like worse than every like Marvel movies have all this kind of these kind of cheesy moments or and bad things that people are talking about. It's not just our, I don't know why I feel like it's not that much worse than other Marvel movies. I liked it, first of all. Right I liked now, it too. Horror. No, I, I was enjoyed by it. Like, spoiler talk here. <laughs> the, 
like the whole like John Krasinski being shooed in. I mean, like you you tell him that part. I want. I'm curious what you have like to say. What about I think that. about that. Like, like 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 the the technical part of it. Like he was he was he wasn't in it initially. Oh, he he didn't even. I don't think. First of all, I saw a quote that Elizabeth Olsen has never met him. <laughs> even though they're in a scene together <laughs> um, uh, that's one thing that's good proof good proof that's one yeah. thing so i think john krasinski was kind of a shoe in we we end. think john krasinski was and i'm kind of glad it I was a really exciting moment in theater to see him show up i was because I, I love john krasinski and i love and i'm excited for them to actually try to finally try to do fantastic four right i don't think it's aged well and it won't age well like when people no. when you watch on Disney Plus later, you see him. It's like whatever. Yeah, it's gonna be weird because it, it also his lines are a little sticky and because like, because like we like I think we you and me both agreed on this. We pr- I'm pretty sure they put him into a into like a green screen room and they just even his costume even his co- like they put him in a green suit and they put him in a green suit the green room and they just tell him to say some lines and that's basically what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Um, also, and then he like got stretched out and died. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he says Black Bolt can kill you. Then Black Bolt hit a back Black Bolt. Black Bolt's head explodes. He was from the, from that Eternal show. Remember, Inhumans. Inhuman show. Yeah, I yeah I know. I, Isn't I that funny? That. Like I, I didn't know that. At the time. <laughs> for, for like the handful of people that watched that really crappy Marvel show, they got like an even bigger cameo <laughs> when yeah. it comes to it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Overall, so this let's recap the movie a little bit. It's okay. like people were hyped because it deals with the multiverse and it follows Spider-Man No Way Home and WandaVision. So we thought we were going to get a ton of cameos. We really only got a couple of trippy no, scenes. Yeah, no, but the whole second act is the cameo land. Yeah, I guess. So I the mean, Illuminati is. I'm satisfied with the cameo. I mean, okay, well, look, actually, look, I there, were, I, there were rumors of freaking Tom Cruise being right, 90s, that's true, that's true. 90s, like futuristic Stark or whatever. Like That would have been cool. I know. Um, and so this movie is Doctor Strange traveling through the multiverse trying to fix his mistakes basically with America Chavez and some other people. Yeah. And, um, I enjoyed it the first two times I watched it, which are the only two times I've watched it. Um, and I, I'm thinking it's aging not very well for me. I'm kind of liking it less and less as time goes on, <laughs> but I really like, okay. The reason like without some of these Sam Raimi moments and like cool, like, Doctor Strange moments. This movie would probably be like two and a half to three, mm-hmm. but just the cool moments where there's the music fight. Oh yeah, the music fight with the evil Doctor Strange at the and end, and him yeah. taking over the body of his own dead corpse. From I love that's that. Just, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah, that gets it extra stars for sure. Mm-hmm. And like so, like that. Um, also, uh, the Illuminati were pretty fun. Yeah, that's gonna, not going to age well. I think. Said, I think the thing that also viewers had had a hard time talking about and like understanding was the complete like one dimensional really like hard right turn Elizabeth Olsen's um Wanda Yeah, that's Wanda my biggest complaint about the took. movie. Um that's not even just and that's just like all, everyone all viewers have a could have a problem with that not just like um uh not just like casual viewers or whatever like that that Okay, let's talk about that. WandaVision, she's a very nuanced character right she she wants her kids she creates kids but she also doesn't want to like kill everyone and you can see at the end there's a lot of nuance there she's not completely all bad this movie erases all that Mm -hmm. and is kind of like the only thing Wanda cares about is her her kids getting her kids back and she's like oh I'm a mother I want my kids (laughs) and that's the only her only defining character trait there's nothing there's no nuance which I did not like okay also where the hell did blue vision go like where happened the blue vision white vision (laughs) 
Oh yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think, um, these two projects, WandaVision and Doctor Strange, were not coordinated well. Maybe yeah. Doctor Strange would, was even written before this, before Ooh. WandaVision, or WandaVision was written before, and they didn't consult each other, the two groups of writers of well, these two like, things. WandaVision came out then of COVID, right? And then Doctor Strange 2 was supposed to like... Yeah, but it was already filming at the time. Uh. And she, Elizabeth Olsen went to go film it like, w- while WandaVision was like airing, I think. Or, I'm not oh, sure okay. about that one. Interesting. But there was... There, I, I don't know. I think they could have been planned out way better. Where's Kevin Feige? Yeah, Kevin Feige, yeah, come on, Kevin Feige. You missed on this one. Who cares though? It's just one movie, Kevin yeah. Feige. You gave us all the Avengers movies and stuff, so thank you for that. So I guess in conclusion, um, I could we can just end off by saying like this movie was really had a lot of highs and had a lot of lows, and it's a really interesting direction moving forward when it comes to giving a more well-known themed director control over a Marvel movie because I think. Yeah. More more so than Taika's movies or James Gunn's movies. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, for example, James Gunn and Taiki, those are two guys that I think Marvel has been pleased with to have their own unique style. I think, but can still compromise and make a good PG thirteen movie. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, look at look at um, the new Thor movie. The cinematography looks insane. It's like it might be yeah. the best cinematography. Like, uh, yeah. I, I guess I, I, not. We'll, we'll talk about like that later. So much green screen computer. Like it's not every, green screen. Every single shot in that. Bro, is like they, they're, they're using the stuff that they use in the Mandalorian. I know on the that volume. Show. Like every single shot is like from the volume. What, what do you mean, mean the, the, vo- what you mean the volume? To, the volume is that. The like the the LED. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, like what? That's okay. That's right, really okay. good technology. Yeah, I'm I'm a little worried about that one. You're Honestly, worried about I feel Christian Bale, I'm excited for Gore the God Butcher. Yes, and Christian Bale, but. I feel like it's gonna, it's kind of going a little crazy and insane, which could be good, but I could be like ridiculous. It could be another mixed bag like this last it movie. It could be like too much Taika. I don't know. Cause like, I mean, like, look at Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman's here, and there's like rumors that she has like cancer, and like she needs Thor to give him, give her the mantle. Well, that's what the comics is. That's what the comics is. I remember when they first talked about that in the comics. Wait, let's actually talk about Thor for a second. Okay, what about Thor? Um, so she. In the trailer, the newest one, she's like, what's it been, three, four years? He's like, yeah. like no, eight years. That's because of the snap. Oh, so was she... Was so she, she died in the snap. Ooh. Maybe when she came back, she had Mjolnir. Oh. Right? How do they explain that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's all I wanted to point out. That's kind of interesting, right? we'll, we'll, we'll be watching this movie. We're, I'm going to stay up. I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. This guy's going to probably be in another place around the world. Dude, I think it's going to come out when we're going to New York. Oh, fuck. Okay, maybe watch it in New York. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Um, July is going to be crazy. There's a lot, of, like, we got like five movies we want, maybe four of the five movies yeah, we want to yeah, watch yeah. in July. I'm okay, let's bring it back to Doctor Strange. Yeah, so anyway, we just, that movie was, that movie is a like, good direction forward. Wait, can we talk about a few low points in it? Sure, like what? Like the whole scene in the Sanctum, not the Sanctum, but like when they're defending the thing and, and Wong's like, <laughs> fortify your mind. <laughs> She's like, he's, he's trying to get into her minds. Fortify your minds. <laughs> you can't tell if he's serious or not. That whole thing was ridiculous. But we like ice cream and like remember that that weird cringe song. What? Okay, look, you don't have TikTok. There's this, you know, when the boys are saying they like ice cream to her, they sing a song and they like ice cream. No. What? In the movie. In the movie. About ice cream. Yeah, they sing that we like ice cream and we love it. Like, you don't remember that? No. 
like mom mom we have a song oh oh yeah, yeah yeah with mom yeah it's the two boys okay, that, okay that's okay, a, okay. i guess you can call that a low point maybe <laughs> i thought you were talking about random kids on the street um i okay look you're not gonna agree with me on this one but america chavez as a character maybe not maybe not necessarily as an actor was pretty pretty obnoxious <laughs> Why? Why obnoxious? Just like the screaming and like you want to blame that on same, but it's like it, the movie. It's she's. It's how she is in the movie. I don't think you can change that. Just no, I thought she was good. I think it's good whenever they bring a kid. It's interesting whenever movies bring a kid. It's it's kind of been overused, but I think it's interesting when there's a movie about a grown up man and then there's a kid he has to bring around with him, and that's always very interesting. Okay. That's what the Mandalorian is. That's what like a lot of movies are. Yeah, I'm. But I mean, also like I feel like we only cover some of their chemistry in like the first and barely at the end of the movie as well. I don't think they developed that much. Even yeah, though they no, were like going chemistry, from place to place. They just like as a storytelling thing, she was very interesting with like the giant star portal. That was a cool visual thing. Yeah. And the, uh, the beginning scene when she has like all four of her limbs pulled out and she like does the star thing. I, I thought that was so cool. I that loved cool. that. That, that was, was cool. such a good eye candy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Another low point. You have another low point for me? Well, did we talk about that sanctum scene with the fortify your mind? Yeah, we just talked about it. Yeah. What? Who was that like giant horse character? <laughs> <laughs> he was that guy had one line, and he was in the main credits. Like they showed like a like a picture of him, and the guy who voice acted as him. That was, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And they like showed him before like America Chavez. I'm pretty sure in the end credit oh in the credits. Gosh. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I just that, that was like it was a lot in that scene. That was weird. <laughs> I think it, it like her lines were like uh, Elizabeth Olsen was a little like. What did she say? She was like, uh, I forget actually. She says something that was cheesy. Also, 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 weak plot hole. Like, there's a, it's a copy of the book. It was a copy. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, the dark hole was a copy. The dark hole was a copy. Uh, why do they have to do that? That's so. <laughs> okay. But I think when she, she enters that mirror thing, is very cool. Oh yeah, I like that too. Yeah, that was a high point. When she gets, when she's like, oh, like that's same Raimi for you to hit like a little taste of same Raimi when she's coming out. And that's that, a nod to Evil Dead, right? Huh? That's a nod to Evil Dead. The, the mirrors and reaching into water. I think so. I don't. Yeah, remember. I think that happened. Where she's like looking at a mirror and then she touches it and it's water. Oh yeah, that yeah. That was in the one first of, one, and then the second one, like Bruce Campbell reached in and touched him and like talked to him. Like we just killed oh, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? Okay, cool. Um. Anyway, when she comes, when she crawls out of that um like that giant bong like the little like bong thing she like what she's bong like thing like the little like like you like go oh yeah yeah yeah. and yeah, she's yeah. like all like twisted because she had the conformer body around and stuff remember oh, that oh yeah that was cool that was yeah. crazy um, that whole sequence is good mm-hmm. and also the water reflections oh you know what was kind of funny it was like when um uh dr strange like heard a sound and the camera go whoosh, and it like twisted in the same room tilt and then it did it from the same angle but three times mm. that was, that was yeah like, that was funny you mm-hmm. could just see like that that touch of an artist i guess but yeah. it was a little that one that part was a little sometimes it was good with uh oh can we you know what was kind of weird was later in the movie when dr strange and his and christine and america Chavez are running under the river and Wanda's chasing them, and there's yeah. one like really extended, long, scary moment that was not even that scary. <laughs> yeah. Where she's like, they're like looking, like, where is she? And you'd think, like, oh, is she gonna come from behind him or the top? And then she slides in from the right. Uh huh. And then it plays like a bomb. Yeah. I, I was kind of weird, honestly. I felt forced. Like, yeah. we, they, we need to bring some horror in there. Like, mm-hmm. she, it was like that she just like, came in from the side. When she takes over the, the other Wanda in the other universe's body um in the illuminati universe that was pretty cool like like the picture of wanda like 
coming alive and looking at her. Like oh, she yeah. The cup, there's and the water cup, there's water. Yeah, there's, all, all that stuff was high points. That was all really good. And that's why... No, I was saying it's a high point. I was just saying negative. Yeah. I was I know, saying that I was know. the whole aspect I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying like all that is why I have it at four stars right now. Uh-huh. And then the things that are like weird, uh, that's... Okay, I might I might have to bring it down to a three and a half because <laughs> it's like I I think I'm gonna do that maybe yeah probably three and a half is okay. what I'm gonna bring it down to. Uh, um, yeah, is there anything else we need to talk about? No, how about we move on to something else, right? Okay. So everything everywhere all at once. Did I say that? Everything everywhere all at once. Um, great movie. Great movie. We're shifting topic. We watched it in Dolby Cinema at Burbank. No, we didn't. We watched it in IMAX. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah. Yeah, we did. we watched it. <laughs> we watched it in IMAX at Burbank, at AMC, and it was um, a very interesting experience. Like Refreshing, we, amazing. Like we saw the trailer, and I was like, "Ooh, voice crack." We watched it um before Spider Man, I'm pretty sure, and um, I was super hyped. And like Will, right next to me, he was like, "Will was so put off by it." I remember like, "Well, that looks really good." And then it was like, "Why? What was that? I was so." <laughs> Sorry, well, um, <laughs> anyway, we watched it and we were just blown away by it. Like, like I'll just say it simply. The movie covers so many grounds of, of genre, feeling, genre, emotion. feeling. And the movie, like I heard this, um, this is not my word. I heard this on another podcast, like an NPR interview. The movie always wants to give you like a hug at some points throughout the movie. Like, like I think like the movie is so interesting and action packed, but then it's also like that third act when it covers that emotional experience between a, a, a disapproving mother and her talking about her own issues as a child when it comes to interacting with her father and then how she needs to represent those values onto her daughter and how they need to figure it out pretty much and they have to figure out that they need to just love each other and, and learn to let go or follow each other yeah. at the same time. It was so so amazing, so funny and weird like the the whole movie. I think maybe the the thing I always think about with that movie is the rock scene. Oh yeah, the rock scene. Yeah, that's I, like that's like that epitomizes like the risks or not risks, but the things that this movie will do that are cool and interesting that other movies don't do that we watch, such as Doctor Strange, I guess. I or, mean, no, I don't know. I mean, I don't think you. I think you already knew. I cried during that, and like it's at the end scene where like she's going into the, the everything everything bagel, right? Oh yeah, and um, like. I'm literally crying as I see her like carrying another guy on her on her back and she's like throwing him to go get the raccoon and like she's dancing with um what's her name the who was the accountant person I forgot she, Oh it's the actor for in Halloween Halloween yeah what's her name I er, forgot her name knives out as well I, Yeah okay oh, Jamie Lee Curtis Jamie Lee Curtis So and like even when Jamie Lee Curtis has her hot dog finger Oh is her name's Diedrich or something Something like Deidre? I don't remember Yeah I, anyway they're dancing with their hot dog fingers and at the end they like shove the hot dog fingers into their mouths and like a sign of love and I'm literally crying during it cuz there's just so many emotions happening at the same the time the way it can make you cry and laugh yeah exactly. i haven't experienced that in a long long time at the yeah, movie it's, it's also so unique and original yes it's yeah for sure well not even it's like original in a good way but using all these things that we already know about like all these genre tropes because i mean like the, like the, the multiverse the multiverse it's usually it's like being unique while using a multiverse because so. the multiverse is something we've heard about but it, the multiverse that we it also have, came out at the, it came out at the right time it did come out the, the fact right time. that we're like seeing all this multiverse stuff with dc and marvel it yeah. came out and it gave it like showed us the possibilities of that yeah and that what what it can be for for, for real 
Yeah, but I just think the multiverse initially at first when it came to being in Spider-Man, it was a very Marvel, Disney-fied multiverse thing. And I'm so happy we got this movie when we did because it's like it really showed the true potential of what a multiverse movie can be. <laughs> remember that security guard remember so like she's they're in like the they're in like the banking like they're in like the office she realizes that joy is like the evil terrorizing universe being and she's like in her like her like tennis outfit and they're and like the the grandfather wants to kill joy to like make sure she can't come to this version of joy to like terrorize them and she says no i'm not going to kill my joy and then she like runs into like the the back room and like the secret behind the painting remember that or no Okay, how about I remember? Yeah, 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 how yeah, about I refresh do, your do. memory a little bit? Remember when she like takes some snot out of his nose and sticks it in his mouth? Oh, because they have to do weird things to like get their multiversal thing active. Yeah, so that, when the, that when, is so funny. When all and, those like, multiverse the, when people, to, like, land, oh, the entire scene where they are all trying to like sit on that thing to make it go up their butt. <laughs> <laughs> that that's just like how do you even th- how do you even write that? Like yeah. Daniels are geniuses. I mean, like, okay, so the bald guy, you remember the bald guy before that, like when she okay, comes sorry, out yeah. and she has like that shield and she like swings it around and there's like the, that beautiful like song plays of her singing like an old Chinese fable song and that she's like fighting all these people at once and stuff. Oh, with the sh- giant shield. Thing the giant shield. Where she's spinning it because she's a sign spinner. And okay. Oh, that's, that's yeah, so. You see, you see, you see. It's so genius, that movie. See, it's so genius. Before that fight, um, when they're getting all their boosters and stuff, some guy's like sitting on a printer and he's getting his ass right. photocopied. The the bald guy security guard, he goes over like in the back corners of the room and he starts humping a lamp. And I just, I remember <laughs> you and me pointed at that. Remember? Do you remember that? Yeah, I think so. Like you did, we just pointed at him and he started laughing. <laughs> it was the few that were so silent at the time, but yeah. Anyway. Um, I think one, I think maybe one of the greatest moments in the movie is the first time it, shifts aspect ratios it's it's oh yeah that was so good about what's what's IMAX. what's the husband's name i for, i forgot his name but talk about i want to talk about that guy too but finish your point well he's like trying he he's the regular husband guy and then he gets you know overtaken by a different the, the him but in another multiverse. the multiverse version of him yeah and he 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 uh the camera is on him and then it lifts up above his head and the aspect ratio slims down to the widescreen movie version and a cool sound plays i forget what it is and then he like undoes his belt and then starts swinging it around and then he just beats everyone up and that was just so good so that guy like that action choreography is like better than a lot of other action choreography yeah i mean they're not known for that they only have two movies and this is one of those movies who's who's they like eight twenty four. The Daniels. Oh, Daniels. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Swiss Army Man in this movie. Like, like what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, how, Just that was, out of that nowhere. Was so good. It's it's like better than a lot of. It's like funny, but like better choreography than a lot of other movies. They did days. it right. They did it right, and just it was him swinging the belt around and hitting the people fanny pack. Yeah, the fanny pack. Sorry, yeah. So good. I so like the, so good. That and whole in, um the whole Inception when she like starts getting all the powers and she just throws up and then like we think the movie ends for a second and then like we zoom back oh yeah that, like oh, that, so like, meta-ness oh like, my gosh uh, that actor though the husband he was the little boy in the second yeah, um indiana goodies. jones movie oh. he hadn't acted until like just recently he was really? more of a, so his whole his whole i heard this on another podcast his whole deal was he was disappointed with the way asian asian american actors are being treated in the industry like they would only be casted as like chinese 
restaurant owners or Chinese waiters, right. something involving their ethnicity and their background. So Which he, is totally true. Makes sense. It makes sense. And I mean, like, for God's sakes, freaking <laughs> the grandfather, he's, he voice acts as the, as the goose in Kung Fu Panda and he plays a noodle shop guy. Like, oh, really? Till this day, he's still like... That's like, his own... Oh, my God. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Right. Um, he was good, that grandfather guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so he had enacted the, the, the husband, he had enacted in anything and then he got called back for this and i don't remember exactly what happened but i remember there was also a part where in the interview he talked about saying like in that first choreography choreography scene you were talking about with the fanny pack he didn't even want to look at it because he was so anxious because he had filmed the movie in such a long time so oh, wow anyway he had such good variety like remember when like he's like a rich rich business guy and they're like she's talking with like the kung fu version of herself and they're like talking about like what their life could have been and everything yeah such good variety yeah for yeah definitely just amazing overall yeah and like, also um yeah we know it was produced by russo brothers <laughs> and they were involved they were like hey marvel this is what ha- this is what we can give you if you don't make sure kevin feige isn't looking over our shoulders every <laughs> if he like I guess, five, kinda, five yeah. minutes it didn't have a good box office initially. I know, but you know, now that's what I was going to say. It's now the highest grossing A24 movie of all time. No way. What? Yes, it is. It is. What? It's the highest grossing A24 movie. That's of amazing. All time. That's great. Because it keeps on going through the theaters. They haven't taken it out yet. Cause it's, oh, it's, it's still in? It's one of those movies that's like the power of the word of mouth. Because mm-hmm. movies these days have moved away from that. It's all about the opening weekend. And yeah. it's like, oh, when should we, let's delay it another year so we can do it on this weekend because that weekend we can get the most people in the theater to see it because it won't, because once the first weekend passes, it won't gross anything else. Yeah. But this movie showed that there's still an audience out there for movies that came out a month ago and you, you, you know, the same amount of people see it in week four or see it in week eight. I just want to let this all be known. This movie's perfect. Five stars for me. Same. Um, if they make a sequel, it's not, no, absolutely not. No sequel. Okay. Zero sequel. You seem a little timid though. Would you be interested in a no, sequel? No, just, no, no, just like no sequel, but Daniel's doing something like, like that again. Yeah. It doesn't have to be multiverse, but just more Daniels. Another maybe, Daniels. Maybe n- I don't want Daniels to like sell out and direct a Marvel movie. Oh, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. No, I want them to keep Screw doing Screw Marvel. Um, no, but we love Marvel. Also. Okay, yeah, we're kind of Marvel fanboys in the end of it all. Um, but screw Marvel. Martin Scorsese would would have our heads if we worked on a movie with him. Like, oh, just this whole. St- I, I feel like him and a bunch of other guys. Their whole stance on Marvel is they're not like they're not movies. They're entertainment pieces almost. They're not Which, cinema. They're not sure, cinema. Sure, they're movies, but they're not cinema. I think there's a difference. <laughs> but yet, yet he was like, he had to do a, prom- a promotion for Morbius, which is like one of the worst. Wait, what? <laughs> you don't you remember? There's a tweet. He did a promotion for... Okay, can we also talk about why is Morbius like trending on Twitter right now? <laughs> what? Have you heard about that? Morbius is 29th... Why? It's like, oh, it's Morbin time and there's all these... Okay, never mind. We'll talk Morbi- about it. Okay, so yeah, I we'll heard about... We'll talk about it later. I saw this edited clip of like Venom and Morbius being in theaters. I think they're trying to... like. I think people are trying to trick people into watching Morbius because Morbius is such a bad movie that they, now everyone has to watch it. They know how bad it is. Yeah. So people are making like edits to make people think that venom is in morbius and now people should go watch morbius pretty much like venom's in it and he's like oh, i am venom and then morbius is like it's morbin time and then like the whole crowd goes yeah he <laughs> never says it's morbin time <laughs> he never says it's morbin time in the movie but i think the internet is trying to trick people into going watching that movie which 
if it's a success who who knows <laughs> yeah it's it's bad i, I saw it yeah I you watched it, it and you were we, so excited you sent me a picture you're in new york and everything i saw it with my mom in boston which is a big mistake Not new, sorry <laughs> big mistake um it was very very bad considered walking out <laughs> <laughs> okay no you could i mean you've told me about wanting to walk out of like godzilla king of monsters but i I don't understand the whole philosophy behind walking out of a movie. Like, I it, have never walked out of a movie. I mean, you fought, you've considered it. I've never considered it before. Like, I cringed. I watched I watched Alvin and the Chipmunks 4 with my mom. Mom wanted to watch it. I didn't want to watch it. She dragged me to Alvin and the Chipmunks 4. Which when? Is just when Alvin and the Chipmunks 4 came out. When did it come out? I don't know. Remember, it was like a long was time. A lot? Okay, I was like thirteen, like, like recently, thirteen or fourteen. Oh, okay. And there were the, there was like this whole like birthday party coming into the Alvin the Chipmunks movie theater. Where, like a bunch of kids in like Alvin the Chipmunk onesies, super cringe. Just the most cringe I've ever experienced. Like there was this scene where like they throw Theodore on top of a car, and then the car like kind of like rolls him over and stuff. Like Theodore gets run over by a car, pretty much. Um, Jeez. Yeah, and I'm like cringing like so hard. I'm like, ah. <laughs> anyway. Like, that's probably the closest I've ever been. But I never considered walking out. Like, I think the way it comes to me when making, like, watching a movie, I I don't think about possibilities of me, like, leaving the movie theater. It's, like, there's something that I set a time for and I plan for it and I know what I'm going to do after it. I, I don't see the rationality in wanting to walk out of a movie, really. For me, it's usually when I'm, like, with other people and I'm, like, oh, do they hate this? And, uh. and it's like oh should we i should leave because i was i saw godzilla king of the monsters with my mom and basil yeah it was so bad <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that for another day but sure we can talk about the monsterverse we have a, we can we can say a lot about this yeah well okay can we talk about the Northman? yeah sure the Northman. yeah we, i um, really really love so you want to give Northman. that five stars i'm giving it i'm feeling it four and a half it just is to begin five with. stars it's like so perfect and I don't know if you could say that after we how much we just talked about everything all at once. Though. No, I, there. I think the two best. I think twenty twenty two has been a really, really great year for movies mm. with, with um, everything ever all at once. The Northman, the Batman. I was considering giving it five stars. It's four and a half though, um, and then also there's Morbius. <laughs> but yeah, we can ignore six that. stars. Six six out of five stars for Morbius. Um, okay, the Northman is by. Robert Eggers, who's so interesting as a director. Lighthouse. He, he's all indie, all A24, and he actually has a background in production design, in like theater design, and that's how he got his start, I think. And then he transitioned to directing because he has such an eye for like visuals. He's a young director. And so first The Witch, I actually watched his previous two movies the week before watching The North Man. The Witch is very, very good. Have you seen that? No, I still haven't gotten to it You gotta yet, watch no. that. I won't spoil it then. Oh, actually, I'm not going to talk about the plot. It's just, it's just a very good yeah, no horror, yeah, no horror movie. Yeah, no very like 1600s witches. Just so good. Oh, uh, four stars. Not so good. Very good. Um, Lighthouse goes up four and a half. That's a very good movie. Yes. We could we could spend yes. an hour talking about that, but we, we, don't, could. we don't need to do that. That's just insane. I love the, the black and white a square so a, it's a24 right yeah the first story a24. a24 bro what the hell is going up a24 they've released like four movies so far this year i think well the light no the lighthouse is not this year okay never mind <laughs> you know midsummer is also a24 oh my gosh that's crazy they're getting up there i mean like everything yeah. ever all at once the northman yeah. okay okay now and then 2022 the northman a big budget 90 million dollar universal movie yes. amazing 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 
the the reasons I love it are that it looks beautiful. It has these weird, amazing like pr- moments of like primal male instincts where the Vikings just turn into wolves. Yeah, and they are like inhabited by these wolf spirits and, or like Viking spirits, and they just scream and go ah, and they flex, and then they go kill, and it's just like. The craft involves and the music and everything that supported those crazy primal feelings um, really got an an emotional reaction out of me. And I was watching it feeling like I I was just so, I I was like, I had so much energy. I I just loved it. I, I, yeah, it was fun. Um, You feel the same? I think, I, I can tell you one thing. I think, Robert Eggers doing an action movie is very interesting. I haven't seen something like yes. that before. It's it's also just so many shots and artful long shots, long shots like the the village raid is so like good. he climbs he climbs the wooden wall all along all in one shot. He goes across over the wooden wall. He, oh, he jumps no, he, down first. He catches a spear, catches throws a spear, it back, throws it back. Yeah, That's before, before he climbs the wall. Then he cuts cuts that guy's throat open while jumping down. The guy on the horse he cuts his throat open. Then he walks around a couple more houses and he finds another guy on a horse. Um, and then it adds like this realism to it. Like it cuts after he like keeps screaming, he like kills that guy, he chokes him out. The second guy on the horse, it just cuts them like all tired as hell after they like they won and they claimed the place. And it adds a sense of realism to it almost. Yeah, for sure. And also like the final fight. Spoiler alert: the final Spoil- volcano that was crazy. That yeah. was so amazing. Um, and also just. I don't know everything about for it. For him as a character, it was great because he has, he always had, he's had this immense fire within him just glowing and just igniting all his energy. And Still, like, uh, Skarsgård was great in it. Who? Skarsgård, the actor. Yeah, for yeah. Him. Um, the, but P- Pennywise's brother. Um, Haha, <laughs> sure. And also the guy that was in that weird Tarzan movie from 2016. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean like, like when he, when he gets on the ground in like the, his, his, um, his uncle like cuts his arm in and he like, he's finally getting tired. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. and then like the uncle's like, is this what you want? And, he, and, they, and it's like, it's funny. They don't say that in like words, but they like scream it also, which yeah. I thought was great. Um, and then he like gets like this final, like last bit of energy out of him when he chops his head off and he gets stabbed in the chest and he like goes to heaven in his own preconception mind but i don't think he actually like went to a heaven or anything i think he like made up a lot of it in his head personally what the movie what what do you mean you think he made up a lot of the movie in his head no like 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 this whole like reality of him going on to like another like oh, oh like the scenes where they fly on a horse yeah like okay sure that's like, yeah, that's like vision that's like symbolism like i think i don't Those think really that actually cool. happened it was cool like when he's on that horse and that like viking girl is like going to the moon you know yeah. we i think we you know what that one is. of the best sequences of the movie is is in the beginning when him and his dad go down underground and talk to willem <laughs> dafoe and, and then he cuts he cuts himself open and inside his gut is like the tree of life oh yeah he shows him his wound yeah that was just amazing also willem dafoe was very good in this and that was one of the scenes where they what gone too soon what do you mean gone too soon like he i wish we had more of him oh sure and this in the movie in general Um, forget that though but when he's like uh they that is one of those scenes where they become wolves and they go like and it's so weird so (laughs) weird it's so funny though remember like remember like he tells them like 
are you a dog bark and then like the yeah. even hawk barks but then he farts afterwards <laughs> what You're, don't you remember that he like oh. and he like farts don't you remember that he literally farts i guess i do but i think i'm getting confused with robert eggers's other farting scenes and movies <laughs> in the lighthouse <laughs> Willem Dafoe was such an ass in that movie. Yeah. Like the first maybe like half of that movie, it seemed like it was real. But then the other half, they just started losing their minds, I would say. Okay. That's the only thing we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yes. But it's kind of funny that Robert Eggers likes to film farting. So remember when he gets that sword and he like fights that ghost? That was so good. But that was all in his head. I think that's just just, my evidence saying that he like he actually died there and then nothing happened afterwards. He like he thought he was going to like... Allah and then going to the gates of Valhalla or whatever, but I don't think that actually was a reality. Well, that's it's like a spiritual thing. It's like symbolism. Yeah, I it's, guess. Yeah, you know, it's not. It happens in a world above ours. I guess. Sure. And yeah, that that ghost scene was very very good, where he fights a giant. Is it ghost or like skeleton? Skeleton guy, ghost thing. Yeah. Very cool. Just overall, very good visually. Just some of like the shots where. Uh, how about that rowing shot? Oh, where yeah. the camera starts like in oh they just let that settle in yeah it, it, it's like still and then the boats go by and then it moves onto a boat and then it goes yeah that doesn't make any fucking sense i'm sorry that's what do you just mean? beyond me i think i watched a video about how they filmed that and it was just like passing the camera on a crane and then passing it down to someone who's that, that's they kind of did that for um the 1917 movie that film that oh yeah yeah sure sure like, like remember when he's like that main character at the end of the movie he's like running across a battlefield they had yeah. to get like multiple cranes and like move one from another right remember right. when he gets like pushed over he like stumbles that was like on purpose that was on that wasn't on purpose like some guys oh, that they were just they just ran into him and, coll- and like knocked him to the ground anyway oh wow <laughs> that was amazing too 1917 is very good yeah um okay are we done talking about the North? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. What shall we do next? Okay. The last thing we're going to talk about is Obi-Wan, the show, which the first two episodes came out two days ago. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to bring it back to that after talking about, um, you know, the current movie. So Max, what do, you, what do you think of Obi-Wan? It wasn't, there wasn't a lot of like action when it comes to like Obi-Wan having a lightsaber, which I was kind of looking forward to. But besides that, I thought the stance this show took in the story it wants to tell so far is very interesting. And I'm really excited for it. I have an interesting observation about it. I think it's very different from Mandalorian and Boba Fett, the other Disney Plus shows, because it's trying. I think there's a separation. There's the Filoni and Favreau verse of shows, which involves Mandalorian and um, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and Mandalorian Ahsoka. Again. Ahsoka coming up. Yeah. Rangers of the New Republic. What is that? Is that not a show that was supposed to have Gina Carano? Oh no, it's probably it, it probably canceled. That. I think that was supposed to have Gina Carano, and then she got canceled. Like okay, those shows, they all take place af- between episode six and seven, and then there's everything else which actually a lot of it, there's two eras that they're, okay, first of all, I think Star Wars should stop making movies between six and seven and between three and four because there's everything they're making right now is either in that period between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, and which is, and then there's also the period of Clone Wars, which is between, it's like after three episode four. three, yeah. So everything else is between three and four, which is Obi-Wan, Bad Batch, rebels 
Um, so yeah, Obi-Wan, I think is actually trying to be much closer to the movies. Yeah. I, I mean, it felt like, just it like, felt like a movie kind of, yeah. The way it's made. Like and also Uncle just Owen like, and everything. Like yeah. Being there, also yeah. like little details, like the credits being the same font and as the, as the movies and yeah. the same design as opposed to Mandalorian and Boba Fett. I mean, I watched it with my dad last night and, um, I told him like, it really feels like Star Wars, but just overall, like look, looks much better. If you know what I mean, like, cause yeah, do it's you think like it was shot on film? Huh? Do you think it was shot on film? Oh no, my ass! It was shot on film. It was a Disney movie after Dude, all. Dude, I it was so grainy. It looked really cool, and it looks it look. I think everything about that show just looks me. It looked more beautiful than, like, the Tatooine in that show looked more beautiful than Boba Fett's Tatooine. Yeah, like the way the sky was kind of white and shiny. Yeah, and I don't then, know where was the up sand. With it. The, the tanned color looked. It looked less yellow. It looked just like better. I don't know. I think they just got it right. Well, the scene in the beginning would, did not look great, which is like the one shot where the the the, the children have to run during Order sixty six. I I actually I think that that on paper looked. It, good. it was nice. That was one shot. That was cool, but it was like it looked kind of weird and dark. I don't know. I I didn't think that. I thought it was. I think logically it didn't make much sense. Like they're practicing their force training, and they're and they're telling me all of that's happening in the room across from them. Like all these like all these massacrings of these lights of these jedi with these stormtroopers shooting down the hallways like you're telling me they didn't hear a single bit of that like just from that aspect i don't think it made much yeah sense. yeah i guess yeah i liked i like the i like the short compilation bringing us back to speed when oh the recap to, yeah also leia leia was oh, like yeah she's so funny and cute like, like that yeah. like that's something like you see you know the reason why i like the show so much is because it's taking characters from the movies from the prequels specifically from the prequels it's just, really it's like episode 3.5 yeah like movies in general and they're bringing the characters together like Le- Le- leia's dad like we only have like probably like 15 minutes total if that of him in throughout all like six movies right we we got so much from him when he talks to her about like not be, like being mean to her cousin and stuff do you remember that when she like roasts her cousin and he has like a talk of her about like you shouldn't do that like there's it's like it's overall it just it's 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 by using other characters that we've seen in the prequels they're sub sub tape subs they're like <laughs> give me a second sorry by using characters from the prequels they are basically like strengthening the overall series as a whole instead of getting some random character some random actor and saying oh this person existed during here like i think that i know like you said that i I, you want them to move away from doing up tv shows between the 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 trilogies but i think if they do it like this where they bring the characters from the trilogies into these tv shows it's not as bad like you said it's a 3.5 pretty much i sort of agree with you but I'm sort of not agreeing with you because I, you know, what is great is that the first Star Wars show they do is the Mandalorian, who's a a new character, totally made up, Dinjar, no, no one's ever heard of him, and it really brought people in, and people got addicted to Mandalorian because it's so accessible, and you don't have to watch any other movies. But with with this, you basically have to with Obi Wan, you basically have to know everything about the prequels and the Clone Wars. That's true, I guess so. And I think they should Star Wars should do more doing stuff after like are they ever going to make a piece of content that takes place after Rise of Skywalker? 
No. Are they ever going to do... Okay, you know what they are doing? They're doing stuff in the High Republic, which is that era that's 200 years before Phantom Menace, which I like that they should I'm keep doing I'm fine with that. that. They should keep doing that. They can, they can fuck that's, up that and as long as they don't... <laughs> they should keep doing that. They can, they can, they, I don't care. 200 years ago, who cares how bad it is? There's going to be a certain limit of like reusing characters from movies and making them into shows, which is interesting, like the Ahsoka show and the Andor. Andor looks pretty cool, by the way. Did you see the trailer for that? I haven't seen Endor yet, no. That I've, looks kind of cool. What is it even about? Is it's it, about the guy from Rogue One. That's what I thought it was, that's yeah. His, his name is Cassian Andor. Cool, cool. And, okay. Oh, it's, it's, no, he's barely in it. It's just, it's it's like kind of about him, but it's mostly an ensemble show about a bunch of rebels. Oh, okay. It's like okay. rebels, but live action. It has potential not. to be really good. I'll tell you that. that it on does. paper. Okay. I think it's it's like 12 episodes, I think. And they're going to, it's like part one and part two. Cool, cool. And they haven't filmed part two yet, but they're going to do part two. It'll be 24 total episodes. Okay, back to Obi-Wan. I liked it, and I'm really excited to see Anakin because that tease at the end of episode two. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. That was Cause, a really... Yeah, because it, co- it, co- it covers ideas that we never really thought about. Like, because he killed, he killed Anakin, uh, and I think he assumed he must have died. Like, he never, like, like, it covers that moment where he realizes, oh, crap, Anakin is actually alive. Oh, my goodness. That you is know? true. I didn't think about that before, that he doesn't even realize that before A New Hope. Also, he's lost. He lo- he's lost like his affinity for the Force. Like he's become like a he's he's like in this transitioning point of being known as that old wandering man in Episode Four, almost, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I hope they do more stuff like Mandalorian, where they introduce a new character because they they haven't done that since Mandalorian. Yeah, once Mandalorian came out, they did every every single piece of content they did was characters that were introduced previously. Oh, did you Captain Rex in episode two? I, are you sure it was Captain Rex? It was it because it it was the it was the Boba Fett actor. Yes, Tim Wera Morrison. And he was had he had the blue suit and he had the and he had the blue um helmet as well. Okay, I thought I thought that was just a clone, just like a random clone. Well, I mean, the way Obi Wan looked at him, I kind of almost felt like you like. Okay, I mean, I guess even if it was if, if, if it was Rex, wait, wasn't wasn't Rex and Obi Wan like buddies? They were buddies. Or no, it was it was Cody and Obi Wan. It might have been. It was Cody and Obi Wan and Anakin and Rex. You're okay, right. Okay. So, but wouldn't if wouldn't Obi Wan recognize him if it was? Okay, Obi-Wan here's clearly what, knew as a clone, but he didn't. Know here's what who here's it what was. I have to say. Because if you did, if you if you watched the clone, did you watch season seven of Clone Wars? Yes. So you remember at the end when like it says Order sixty six and Rex is on that um like that that uh. Uh, what's it called? Republic Star Destroyer, kind of. Yeah. And he like, and he like hears those words, and he tries to resist, and like they take out the chip eventually with with Ahsoka. He gets his chip yeah. taken out. So I think maybe like I don't know, maybe like he's been wandering around because like also the bushy gray beard. If you if you remember from Rebels, he has that beard as well. Oh yeah. Okay. So, I haven't seen all Rebels yet. Don't spoil it. Well, we. I mean, you've seen the episode where he's in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's the he also has that gray gray bushy beard as well. So. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's definitely a clone. I don't think it's going to matter that much. It probably won't. <laughs> it's, it's just a cameo. Just a cameo. Not a very exciting cameo. <laughs> what if What if Cal, Cal Cestus, whatever his name oh, is. Oh, did you see the trailer for the new one? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that I'm looks so really excited. good. I'm so excited. I love Jedi Fallen Order. Cal Cestus. Did I say it right? You Cal said Cal Cestus. I think you said Cal Cestus. Cal Cestus. Cal Cestus. Cal Cestus. Max is with his cat. Okay, Cal Kestis. That I hope he d- they do a Cal Kestis cameo. That would be epic. Or actually, no, maybe it would be better <laughs> if 
I don't know. Maybe it would be better if they kept the video games in the in the, in the live action set. I mean, I mean, did or you, no, did I think you see the trailer? Droid? Like he looks so realistic. It's next gen only. Also, not going to be on the PS4. It's next gen only. That's okay. No, but that, but you know what that means? Like they're going to really use the PS5. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like th- for like the past two years, it's about to be three years. I'm, gonna, I'm I've, I've had this thing in my room for three years now, and I've always been playing like cross gen games, and now they're we're finally moving towards a direction where they're actually using the full power of the PS5. Because when it came to cross-generation games, it was just slightly improvements. Like, oh, it's in 4K, oh, it's in 60 frames. But now they're actually going to, like, use the power of the PS5 after nearly three years, which is, I find, crazy. That's good. The whole pandemic and everything. Okay, in that Star Wars Jedi Survivor trailer, um, that villain, is that the same Inquisitor guy? Um, Jedi Survivors? What are you talking about? In Jedi Fallen. The, the sequel is called Jedi Survivor. Oh, I don't remember the trailer. I just remember seeing the picture of his face. What, oh, what, what, okay. Well, in the, okay. Well, we're we'll, not talking. Okay. Watch the trailer after this. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Back to Obi-Wan. Yeah. I mean, I just think this show is, it's really good and it's involving the movies. It has characters from the movies and I feel like the movies have such mixed reception i think tv shows are have been a lot more welly well received as a whole every tv show is good except for boba fett sure fine whatever i mean like okay look the the mid part of boba fett is horrible like there's like a huge but beginning and the end is all right i would and say and the mandalorian episodes are good that's that, that's what i'm saying that's like, they're basically mandalorian episodes they're, yeah okay. at that point all right i think we uh might be ready to wrap up yeah i mean this is fun i'm finally be happy got to it who knows how long this thing's actually gonna be but yeah yeah so in conclusion that was me and max our first uh jalali hall segment yeah where we analyze movies and shows and stuff that was very free form we kind of just went all over the place yeah we did go all over the place but hopefully our viewer our listeners appreciate that okay thank you for listening this podcast is available on apple podcast and spotify and we might post a video on youtube yeah we'll see okay thank you very much